With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. you like to win two tickets to the Super Bowl coming right up. Vega is doing a promo code NFL0344, so apply there. And also, if you want to support the show another way, under the Vega app, use promo code HUH2021. That's HUH2021. And for the Super Bowl... Two tickets that you're trying to win, it is NFL0344. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe, and it is a beautiful evening here in the Asbury Park, Ocean Grove, New Jersey area. 73-degree weather. It's amazing. Um, So... Today's episode is going to be a little bit more about the Bob McKenzie ranking, which is pretty, pretty accurate uh, the way it would be with the way how Bob McKenzie's 10 scouts uh, all happen to usually align for the most part. And the first overall pick the past, like, what, 10 years has been... 100% 100% accurate or something like that has been pretty crazy. Um, I know the Devils are picking second overall, but like Bob McKenzie has his final draft ranking with Uri Slavkovsky of TPS Turku in Liga, which is Finland's highest league level uh, for hockey. And then you have um, this year's supposed to be consensus first pick is... Shane Wright, but um, we could be in for a interesting um, situation given the fact that Slavkovsky has grown in the international level. So with that being said, um, I really think analytically uh, Shane Wright is the right pick, but also like the Devils ha- will have another center. Uh, this will push another guy from the wing to get traded or um, move another guy to the wing. Um, so the Devils will have like that Heischer, Hughes, Bokvist, Zetterland conundrum where they can move one of those guys to the wing and make room uh, for a guy like Shane Wright to crack the lineup. Well, not everything has to be um, all about Shane Wright making a big uh, splash in his first year, which is why guys like Heeshare Hughes are coming into their own with Lindy Ruff around. And 
he's a really good uh, development coach, but also like NHL watcher mentioned from uh, Elliot Friedman that he believes that having Lindy Ruff around just a little bit longer will bring stability, but be on a tight leash though, because if things go south for the first five games, he could be canned. And I wouldn't be surprised, but um, if he does, I could see him getting moved to a front office development coach type job instead of being just like we mutually part ways. (coughs) It's going to be something that um, when the Canadians make the first overall pick, the Devils are at their mercy. So I don't see the Devils really trading the pick. Because you're going to have to ask for a huge uh, king's ransom. No pun intended. But it's dealing with the devils, you know. Uh, Pun intended there. But if you look at it this way, the devils can't lose. Um, Logan Cooley is a March birthday. So he's a few months behind Shane Wright in a month at a month plus behind uh, Uri Slavkovsky. So the Montreal Canadiens could be um, adding Uri Slavkovsky first overall. It'd be like the first time like a winger's gone first overall in a long time. So <coughs> with that being said, the Devils are in very good shape. When it comes to the second overall pick, um, I'll be there at the Stone Pony in beautiful Asbury Park, home to uh, Bruce Springsteen and the Gaslight Anthem and the Bouncing Souls. Those are all three New Jersey bands and artists that have um, played and gotten their career to take off at that um, wonderful summer stage in New Jersey and you know, the Devils play their songs, and what does this have to do with today's episode? Um, Like I said, I'm going to be there at the draft party. I'm going to be there with friends like uh, Neil Villapiano of uh, the Devil State of Mind podcast, so we're going to be talking about the draft and our responses and stuff like that. Um, So don't be afraid for a crossover, because it's going to be inevitable, and the inevitable is going to happen, and I can see Tom Fitzgerald coming out pretty big and being excited, making the selection, and day two will be huge because, you know, when you land, what, second overall, you get the second best pick in each round, pretty much, except for the assets that you acquired via trades. Now, I can kind of like veer off here and segue into another idea. Uh, So, I have the Devils, like, if Slavkovsky's gone at two, like gone before two, I have us getting Shane Wright instead. (coughs) Excuse me, I have a bit of a, a sore throat, but... I have at 37. I know this sounds like a reach, 
but due to the pandemic and the volatility of the draft, um, I have the Russians going a little bit sooner than some of the non-Russian players. Um, Victor Noichev for a left wing is someone who I really value. I think he's going to be a similar player to Jesper Bratt, but with more swagger and more bite and very shifty. And I see a lot of upside in him. And he's developing well in the MHL. And within a year or two, I can see him being like our next Gritsyuk if that happens. Um, at 70, <coughs> I have Gleb Trikazov. Trikazov reminds me a bit of um, Artemi Panarin, uh, someone who can be a shooter, um, be moved out of the... Except Trigazov's a center, but I can see him be more of a winger because he can shoot the puck and he's got really good skating. But um, my dark horse pick would be Ivan Moroshnichenko, who's supposed to be a two-way Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, Noah Warren for right-handed defenseman. You know, Devils need a right-handed defenseman besides Riley Walsh to be someone who can score offense and someone who can play defense. Um, Elias Pettersson, um, left-handed defenseman from, I think, AIK in Sweden, <coughs> or Al Svenskan, which is um, very good. And then New Jersey native Devin Kaplan, right wing, um, college guy, not too far off, um, New Jersey boy, playing with the local team, and definitely adding some grit. And some scoring and some really good silky mitts. Uh, Tyler Muschelik, the North Jersey native goaltender. I can see him being a ideal uh, draft pick. Um, someone who can definitely block a lot of shots, make timely saves. And someone who's a big body and can play in net and... The Devils have to keep drafting a goalie or goalies um, until they hit on someone. You you don't stop drafting a goalie until you have that um, Martin Brodeur, your Patrick Waugh, your, um, your Darcy Kemper, who is above average, who got hot at the right time, really solid goaltender. Congratulations, Colorado, for defeating the Stanley Cup champions. And a little segue to that. Um, I apologize to Ross Colton for not getting his second Stanley Cup, but a big Devils fan, huge shout out from Heads Up Hockey, um, great series nonetheless, amazing, um, Stanley Cup run, a great showing, um, out of Finland, I have the Devils at 166 picking Finnish, uh, big goaltender, Nicholas Kako, who, um, Similar to Tobias Leidnonen, who could be uh, a poor man's uh, Jesper Wallstedt. And I think Kako's not off, not too far off, but he can definitely benefit from another year in uh, Finland and develop over time and not, you know, take too long, but like maybe a couple of years. Um, James Fisher can be a big center who can score goals. Um, the Devils can definitely look at that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if 
they did get a different goalie in uh, Radislav Eliash, a goaltender from Czechia who played in the German Elite League. And, you know, he's another big goaltender too who can make some really good saves. Um, I know the Devils have had some really good luck with scouting Czechs, but um, Jakub Malik, who was in the second division in the Czech League, um, is a bit of a project, but some goaltenders are hit or miss. But I think uh, Radislav Eliash would be a really good idea. But the Devils have to not worry about adding too many defensemen, but they have plenty of guys they can hit on. But uh, Victor Hurdig is uh, playing for uh, Michigan State um, in NCAA D1, so that's he's from the 2021 class, and he's from Sweden. He's a shutdown guy. He's not the sexiest uh, of players, but he gets the job done shutting down the plays before anything starts. Um, Shakir Muhammadulin, uh, definitely taking some time to develop a little bit more in the AHL. Yes, he has his faults, but he's going to grow. And he's also learning the culture in learning English and adapting as a Russian player. And he has a booming shot for 5v5, power play. He can be a leader. It's just that when he learns English, he'll become more of a a verbal communicator. And I believe a guy like... uh, I've said in the past his name, um, Sergey Breland, would be a wonderful mentor down there in uh, in Utica. Definitely help get the most extraction out of his game. And I think Devils fans should be very excited about Nikita Ohotuk uh, being a defenseman for the Devils because he's big, he's strong, he's physical, um, just like Muhammad Doolin, but more physically built and more for the attack side of the defensive game and can definitely shoot the puck at times. Um, So he's just part of that Sasquatch squad of defenders that can really help the Devils clear out the crease. And if the Devils landed Jack Campbell via free agency or they trade for Alexander Georgiev, the only th- problem I have with Georgia, besides his temperament, is his ability with the shorthanded goals. Um, analytically, he's not quite there yet with a shorthanded goal uh, defense to play as a goalie. But I think if the Devils develop their assistant coach uh, well and their assistant coach on defense helps them prevent a lot of the bad shorthanded penalties and shorthanded goals. They can definitely uh, make the team more harder to play against and have the goaltender bail them out when they need it the most. And definitely I see the Devils growing forward. They're trying to win now and they're trying to get it rolling and they're trying to hold Lindy Ruff to the fire so basically the Devils need to hire their power play coach and their uh, special teams coach to help improve the defense as well um 
as far as I'm concerned with the MSG play-by-play, I heard from Bryce Salvador via Twitter that there's some big names, but he hasn't mentioned it. And if there's a wet dream that a lot of doubles fans have, it's to have a guy like Gary Thorne around. Um, the loss of Steve Cangelosi and the loss of Doc Emmerich in the past, it's just been not the same. But <coughs> Cangelosi has been very articulate with his vocabulary, very good storyteller, and always dealing with the fans well. And it's good to have that kind of character around. Um with that being said, I think I covered a lot within 15 minutes. Um, definitely, I want to hear back from you, the listeners. And I think this offseason there's going to be a cap crunch within the Metropolitan Division, especially <clears throat> the New York Rangers are going to be losing or choosing and losing between their heart and soul guys that they traded for to help them get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, with that being said, I really think the Devils are going to go be game hunting and citing another podcast. Uh, NHL Rumors Daily mentioned that the Devils have similar smoke signals for Johnny Goudreau. So, <coughs> similar smoke signals to the way they had it with Dougie Hamilton. To me, sounds very promising, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. But I will wait for the day when free agency starts and the doubles get their guys.